I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This is Life in the Rough, the podcast. Live from New York, New York. Yeah, I I mean, Kev, you're usually live from New York. No, I'm from New York, New York. Oh, well, he's in the the heart of the city. He's deep in the heart this week. That's actually interesting because I'm deep in the heart of the city. And over the weekend, I was deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah, so... um, you're just a traveling man. I mean, guys staying from hotel to hotel. I mean, what do you what do you want on tour? I feel like it, dude. Like, I don't know if you feel this way, but like when I travel, like the travel tires me out. And I've just I have not. Slept, I just told you off air. I have not slept in my own bed in a week. I've been fucking driving all over the place. Have you ever been to Dallas? Yeah. Like the, you've been oh, yeah. to Dallas area, right? Fort Worth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went to Fort Worth a couple times. Have you noticed that the Dallas area, everywhere you go, is like thirty minutes away or forty-five minutes? It's like all thirty to forty-five minutes away, no matter what you want to go do. Yeah. Everything is. It, it goes right alongside with like everything's bigger in Texas. Like you, yeah. you don't like drive by a CVS that's like three fucking stories high, and you're like, what? What is the point of that? Like, there's lotion. The lotion aisle is on every floor. Like, makes no sense. But right. yeah, no, I agree. You you'd hop on a highway or hop on an interstate, and then you just cruise. Like, it might be twenty minutes on there. If it's something central, you may do all highway. But if you know there are chances you're driving somewhere that's off the beaten path. So twenty five minutes off of the highway, and then you know you, you you'll get there when you get there. But yeah, man, it um nothing's close. Nothing is close. No. Every everyone you talk to, pretty much every time we ask, like, oh, how far is it? Pretty much people are just like, yeah, 35 minutes of four, 30 minutes. Just 100 percent Every yeah. single time. Yeah, I've I've been saying all week, man. It's been like fucking planes, trains, and automobiles for your boy. I've just been I've been on the move. Um, this is the most settled I've been. I've been in New York City for like two, three days, and it's the most settled I've been in the last couple of days. So um, either way, going home tomorrow. Can't wait for that. But that's that's all aside because I'm here with you, my friend. Hey, and I'm I'm glad I'm glad we're able to you know get together. This is you know something that we you know we, we're not going to miss a week. We can't miss a week. We've got stuff to discuss. We've got a lot of things coming up. We've got you know golf to discuss. We have fantasy upcoming to discuss. We have a draft coming up. We have. You know, there's plenty of things to discuss, so I'm glad that you were able to carve time out of your busy traveling schedule. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do know what you mean. I, I traveling does exhaust me, um, but I feel like I don't get exhausted until like the traveling's over. Um, mm. I could just like move and move and move ADHD to the core. I got like I got the high def ADHD, like HD ADHD. Too many. ADHD you have that bitch in 1080. Oh, for sure. Um, 4K. Um, so I usually crash after, but I'm usually able to like maintain like yeah. my my energy throughout a trip. But yeah, I've, I, I, I tend to feel like sometimes I need a vacation after a vacation. Like I need to take PTO after I go on vacation. Dude, totally true. And it's actually funny because I'm the same way as you. Like, I'm I'm fine when I'm there, but then I get home and I'm like, I need like a day or two to com- like decompress kind of. My problem is, is I went on this trip to Dallas and then I just flew right into New York City to work the next day. So it's like I didn't get to get back from travel. I got back from travel to basically be traveling again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. But you're right. All, all those things aside, we have important things to talk about. Kev played golf. We have the draft coming up next week. It's fantasy golf season. How about that? When's our first? When's our first week? The week following. 
the WM? The WM is the same weekend as the Super Bowl. Right. So the following week. Yeah. Because oh. this is championship weekend right here, right? Coming. Yeah. 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 So t- two weeks. So two weekends from now. Because they have a week. The teams. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying a week from our draft. Like the week after our draft is the first week of fantasy golf. Yes. And our draft is next week. Yes. yes. Sorry. Yes. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to uh, confuse the I, team. I'm an easily I'm an easily confused guy. Sometimes it's it's not a problem. Yeah. At all. Um. Yeah. We've got the draft next week. Eleven teams in the league. Um. We the draft order has still not been drawn yet. Um. Very excited about that. I can't wait. I'm so anxious to find out where I'm going to fall in line in the draft. Um. Do uh Do we have a timeline on when we might receive our draft order? Yeah, I you know I hope to have it out soon. Um, Charlotte's going to be picking <laughs> soon. The, That's yeah. the timeline soon. Yeah, <laughs> okay. good timeline. You know, nothing definite. I don't want to you know oversell and underdeliver. Um, I'm going to have Charlotte pick them one by one out of a uh, out of a bag. I've got um, got a bag ready. You know, to put the balls. What I did this year, Kev, last year, I wrote everyone's initials on the balls and. I didn't make that mistake again because yeah. I, I used life in the rough golf balls. And what it ended up happening was I, you know, I started using these balls out on, out on the, uh, out on the course. Um, and you start to hate your friends is what happened. Well, no, no, no. It was like, Oh, what are you playing? And I'm like vice. And then like, Oh, initials DK. What what are the initials? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like they're not my big initials. fucking life in the rough logo. On. I, I was like, yeah, it's got, it's got, I'm in the industry. Uh, like, yeah. well, listen, um, and just constantly being reminded of a great year, though. It was good. Uh, every time I would pull one of those out and see someone else's name, initials on, I'd look at it and be like, you know what? It was nice uh, beating you this year. I'm pretty sure when I played with Nate, uh, I pulled one of the ball. I think I pulled his ball out of my bag. I think I gave it to him or Mike Price or maybe both. I'm not sure. But one way or another, I improved on what I on that and I took a little uh blue painters tape. Look at that. I grabbed your ball. I didn't even realize that. I got, oh first pick of the draft. Oh wait, no, I don't want first pick of the draft. You wouldn't want first pick. No. no. Um a little blue painters paint. Uh <clears throat> pl- painters tape. tape. Yep. Um marked up each ball. So we'll be able to take that off and you know, unscathed golf balls. So Charlotte's gonna pick uh one by one. That'll give us the draft order. Um and probably stream it live. I mean, on the on the Instagram, you know, on the live. I dig it. Page. Um, streamed it live last year's draft, fourteen team league. That was a bit wild. That was done at Golf Cove in West Haven. That was a doozy. Jack was there for that. Um, I've never even heard of Golf Cove at West Haven. It's West Haven. so overrated. Don't it's not worth talking North Haven. About North Haven. It. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but oh, yeah, even worse. Yeah, yeah. No, no, overrated. Um. So very excited about the upcoming draft Uh, this year, um, starting with the WM as well. Kevin and I are going to have a new segment 
It's going to be the KB pick three is what we're going to roll with. I'm not sure if that's the official name. That really just came to me just now. Kevin the and KB I are gonna pick three. I like that. Kevin and Brian are going to give you three picks each week. That will consist of, you know, a couple matchup plays, maybe a top 10, maybe a top 20. We're not here. Listen, winners are so you're not you're not going to make a bankroll betting top 10s, betting top 20s, betting winners. You have to bet things that you uh, you can use more data to understand what what the outcome could be matchups are the way to do it um yeah you can have a, a hunch on a player coming in top 20 and that's all fine and dandy but like i think you look at a tournament like today uh or this weekend for example um john rom was the favorite at um plus 450 like he and don't get me wrong he has been on a tear I'm not taking anything away from him. And he always plays really well at Torrey Pines. Um, He's the favorite at plus 450? Yeah. The next, the next. uh, Oh, wait. Yeah. Sorry. The next uh, closest to him, I think, was Tony Finau at like plus 1100. Interesting. I haven't even looked at the. Well, no, but getting to where, you know, what I was, uh, where I was going with this, I probably very poorly and very slowly. Uh, John Rom shot one over today. He's tied for 115th. Oh, dude, I wasn't even thinking. I totally forget it starts on Wednesday this week. Somebody messaged in my, like one of my group chats, somebody messaged about it. And I wasn't even like connecting the fact that today was Wednesday and that this was the week that the tournament was going on. He shot one over. Yeah. Not good, man. Not good at all. He only had three birdies. Johnny. I mean, he's been on a tear. I'll give him that. He's still a fucking sick golfer. Do you remember last year? I think it was last year. It was the year before when he was number one in the world. And he kept, like, even as he wasn't playing well, they kept giving him odds of, like, negative money to win tournaments. I'm like, what's happening here? Not not negative. But, yes, I remember. No, like, literally, like, there was, like, some tournaments where he was negative money to win. I, I could have sworn, man. Like there no. was like just it was like ridiculous. The I think the given. I'm pretty sure like the lowest any odds on a favorite in a golf tournament have been. First of all, I know for a fact it was Tiger Woods, but in his heyday, I want to say it was like even money. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I guess saying negative money is not really accurate. But either way, I remember we were we were talking about it last year. I think when we were saying it's like, dude, like these are literally like tiger woods odds that he was getting and it was even when he wasn't playing well you know um no yeah no absolutely um it was and wasn't super easy for me to look this up so um i'm not even that worried about but no i i completely agree last year um when the season started and he was at like plus 300 plus 350 and I was sitting in the same chair, not new, no, there's a new chair actually sitting in the same room that I was sitting in last year saying the same thing. Like it is unbelievable. Like you can't bet people at those odds. Don't get me wrong. If you're not, if you're just looking for something to like root for on a Sunday and you're like, I'm going to throw 20 bucks on this. Sure. You're going to be at a barbecue It'll, you know it'll be on the television. That's fine. Go, like, right. sure, have fun. But if you're like allocating money out of your weekly bankroll, like as a gambler, and I'm not trying to get too much into the weeds here, but like it wouldn't be a smart decision to allocate 
really much, if anything at all, towards something that has such low odds. You could put 100%. like a fifth of that on someone who's like 60 to one and sprinkle it over five or six different people. Like there's just exactly. so much other way to get value. Um, and if he won, sure. It, or if he, you know, who's to say it's only been one day, but um, if he ended up going out today, shooting eight under, and then, you know, shoots another 63 and, you know, fires low sixties through the weekends and ran away with it. Everyone will be like, see, it's, you know, he should have been, um, that low. Um, yeah. I did just find it. Um, the lowest odds tiger was plus one fifty in a tournament, which is still nuts. That's he was ridiculous. he was plus one fifty in the all right, so he was plus eight hundred in the ninety seven masters, plus six hundred in the ninety-nine PGA championship, plus three hundred in the two thousand US Open, plus one fifty in the open that year, plus one sixty in the PGA championship that year. Plus one fifty in the Masters in twenty or two thousand one, and then plus two hundred, plus two hundred, plus three fifty. Like he, there are yeah. a lot of them that uh, it was just ridiculous. And I don't know how many of those he won. Yeah, um, dude, it's like if you are under plus, like I don't know, call it like plus a thousand. And for, to win a golf tournament, that's almost considered like negative money to me for golf betting. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I don't like to yeah. take anyone that's under plus a thousand. Right. I, um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, ten bucks to win a hundred out of a field of 156, like that's that that's that's crazy. I mean, I couldn't even imagine, even in Tiger's heyday, like in 2000, the 2001 Masters, like plus 150 to win it all like i get it he's better than everyone else but like he could that's still show up and not do like that's all that yeah. it's not that the guys are gonna beat him it's that he's gonna do bad and play out of it like that's that's the only thing that like could have happened back then but like that's unbelievable because you know vegas was still cashing tickets for people betting tiger at plus 150 in the 2000 open and the 2001 masters like it's yeah. So That's while we're comparing nuts. Rom to Tiger and these wild betting stats, I saw a, a sweet tweet the other day or a sweet stat the other day. It was on Twitter that um, talking about Rom going for his third PGA Tour win in a row. And since 1997, there have been 18 separate instances of a player winning three straight tour starts, and Tiger has 14 of them. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Which it's, is like, it's also surprising to me. Like, I'm not sure who the other four are. I haven't looked it up, but I, that's like a feat in itself. And the fact that that's happened four times is just impressive too, outside of Tiger. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if the other ones were like Bobby Jones. Like, no, like, since 1997. Oh, oh, sorry. I missed that part. Um, Maybe hmm. a Phil or something, or maybe even like a VJ Tom. Was Tom Watson still like active at that point? Maybe not. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look that up. Off that's interesting. That, that that's so. a wild stat. But I feel like you, we could have an entire podcast of just like unbelievable tiger stats. Like, oh yeah, it, we it, can. And it's it's what's so crazy is that you know, like because of where he is now with his health and 
what the rest of his career will probably, you know, not turn out to be. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Like he's overcome so many injuries. Like it's not just the like lawsuits. Yeah. You know, the the car accident when he got beat up by his wife uh, in in their neighborhood with the golf club. All right. That that messed up his back. He had injuries going there and then he had problems with his legs. And then uh, he finally gets back to playing, looking pretty good. And then he runs off a cliff, literally. So, like, it's just such a series of unfortunate events that like. Like, imagine if you just avoided one of those injuries. I th- you know well, what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure the last one was definitely the one. Like, he can't walk really. So, like, well, no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, well, if he avoided is, the first if, one, if he yeah. avoided the car, yeah, he might have had ten more victories before he rode off. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. But either way, it's um, it's crazy. Kev, wait, wait. No, I don't want to end this conversation. Do you have anything else to say? I just something had popped into my head. That's how ADHD works. And um, we never brought it up on the podcast. So I just wanted to not forget to bring it up. The KB3? The KB pick three? No, no, no. no. I did that already. I, I brought up the picks. We're going to be starting those at the WM. We'll be yeah. keeping a season long tally. Uh, we encourage you guys, Life in the Rough, to uh, follow along. Um, we're going to be posting this on the story. So Thursday mornings, you will have our picks before the tournament. So, um, but there was something happened in Live, and we completely forgot to cover it. Um, they signed a deal with the CW. Um, oh, yeah. We did totally forget to cover that last week. I'm... I haven't looked into it that much. I'm very curious to see what like the actual coverage ends up looking like. It's gonna so, be it's gonna be absurd. I from what I heard on a podcast is that the CW plans on airing live golf at like 4 a.m. East East Coast times. Really? Do we know if that's accurate? Um I mean no, I like, don't know if that's accurate. Um, is it going to depend but the thing on? Is, I mean, they're playing in a bunch of different countries. So, well, that's re- what I was going to say. Like, well, so, so realistically, broadcasted live. <clears throat> that uh, that that might be taking place. That all these tournaments are, you know, at wildly ridiculous times of the day. But you know, Live paid um, the CW to be airing this. It's not, and they're taking care of all production, which is right. Completely that's unheard what's of. Unique. Yeah, that's never happened before. Yeah, unique New York. It's 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 wild. Um, it's just like the most absurd. Like I would like to see the list of channels that they tried to get prior to the CW. You know what I mean? Like did uh, they did they go to Nickelodeon first? Maybe maybe they tried maybe they tried Disney, maybe VH1, Hallmark, perhaps. Like who else did they talk to before landing on the CW? Cartoon Network, where they trying to hop on Adult Swim real quick, dude. I I'm just so blown away by it. To be honest, like I, it just it doesn't make sense to me. Like if I couldn't tell you a single thing that's on the CW, I couldn't tell you where the CW is. Like I know that like CBS is lower in my HD channels. 
NBC is a little higher. Fox is a little higher. ESPN is like a hundred and something above yeah. with the red zone and actually just cancel cable. Feeling great about that. But nice. like, I Very have important. an understanding where things are. I'm not, I wouldn't be able to tell you if the CW is next to TBS or TNT or I, I wasn't even, I wasn't even aware that the CW was still like an active network. You know, like I always thought that was just from like the early two thousands, late nineties, like, I didn't realize they were still around. I I thought I figured that they had, would have at least rebranded by now. You know, it was I don't was know. it always called the CW? I don't know. I don't know what it was before that. I don't either. I like it had like reruns of Dawson's Creek and Seventh Heaven, and I feel like the the title I I've never watched the show, but the title I keep hearing is like One Tree Hill was on it. Same network, same sort of network. Yeah, uh, like not a show like, that I so watched like, either. basically early 2000s like soap opera kind of shows is that that what that would be dramas teen Teen dramas that's that's the word Uh, yeah yeah i can't i was gonna say somewhere between like a soap opera and a sitcom which i think would maybe classify as teen drama i'm not sure brian you tell me i don't think you can have a sitcom and a drama kev sitcom is uh, you know the com is comedy situational comedy yeah like a, a drama comedy that's just a lot going on like you're a supposed drama? to be funny you never a drama be, I, first of all i would love a drama com if those existed i'd be all about Dude, it. you know what i would consider to be a drama com ted lasso i think it's probably just going to be considered a more of a comedy yeah sitcom comedy. yeah but there's some dramatics to it too man I got to tell you. I mean, I you. every show has got to have an arc, you know? There's got to be some sort of issue to... Uh, like pre-produ- Brian pre-production over here. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you look back at Entourage, it's like Ian Turtle are having a competition over who can get laid quicker in the day. Like, it's... Right. They're... Uh... Agree to disagree. That's all I'm going to say to you. Yeah, you drink that Bud Light, buddy. You drink that thing. Um, so yeah, the CW just is overall just a weird, a weird vibe. I'm very now I'm gonna have to watch. I, I feel like Liv needed to do something just like absurd to get themselves back in the news. Because like I feel like people just don't care anymore and they're kind of like that's what I was saying before. Like I feel like Liv's not gonna be successful because last year they were they were new and there was all this like drama between the two leagues, but like now it's just like now live is here and people just like don't care anymore because like they've seen it and it's not new and exciting anymore. So I feel like they needed to do something to like stir the pot a little bit. So they're like, Oh, let's sign to some random network and we're, we're going to pay for it. Oh, they're just sure. grasping at straws. I don't, I don't know. Well, no, no, I completely agree. They, their viewership went down from the first event to the last event. Their viewership only went down because yeah. people you know tuned what? in to see what's going on. Now, I would like to go to a live event just to see it. Like, I feel like it might be fun to go to. I'm not opposed to going to see some golf. No way, Jose, am I opposed to that. Right. Um, but I'm not going to, you know, go super out of my way. You better. Well, no, if they come back to the Northeast, though, like the boys could make, maybe we'll make a golf trip out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If they did live Boston again, I'd probably, I'd probably check that out. But, I agree. It's if it's going to be the same product they're putting out there, and everyone kind of agrees, it's like oh, super lopsided teams that that, that you guys just chose, and it's it's not that interesting. Um, so they're probably going to do that with getting some new players. Um, 
you know, Mito Pereira is probably going to go. Um, Mito Pereira has already signed. Has he? That's what, I thought he signed like last week. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah um, I saw that. I saw that recently. Adam, uh, maybe, maybe even two weeks ago. Will uh, not be going over to live, which is kind of a shock to me. Um, he seems Australian kind of more like a loyalist though. to me, though. No, I know, but I think he seems more like a PGA loyalist. And he also just signed on for Tiger and Rory's thing that they're right. Doing. Have you seen? Have you seen the new information that came out about that? By the way, yeah, no, it's 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 super interesting what they're going to be doing. And absolutely, like you said, he's going to be a part of the virtual golf league, the Winter Golf League on Mondays that the PGA Tour is doing. But you know, clearly, if he's committed to doing that, and that is a PGA Tour. Event, then yeah. you know he's certainly not going to be going to live because that they you know he wouldn't be clearly doing that. right. So, um, there I would think be... he came out and said too that he wasn't he he was not going. He could um, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not excited about live, but now that we're talking about this new Tiger Rory thing, I do want to talk about it because it seems like kind of a cool concept because they say it's going to be like in a stadium and it's actually going to be on a real golf course. But I'm like, how big is this fucking stadium? Like, I don't um, think it's necessarily virtual based off what I'm hearing. Oh, I, I thought I heard that it was still virtual. No, I'm going to have to, um, I'm gonna have to look more into this, and I we mean, can, we either, can start talking. Either way, um, you know, they're two hour, two hours long, um, so probably a little bit less with commercials and whatnot. But you're gonna, they're probably gonna have the players mic'd up, and they're gonna be talking shit to each other. I think it'll definitely be interesting, regardless of what we're watching. But it'll have to be something different than, I think, just virtual golf. Um, they had talked about doing a putting thing on a, a, a green that, that moves, but I just think it'd be kind of difficult to get people interested in watching virtual golf outside of the avid golf fans like us, um, because they're just going to hit nasty shot after nasty shot. And it's like, all right, well, cool. Like if it was a skills competition, like we're all going to be a hundred yards out and here's a green, let's start peppering it or something like, like a, a top golf situation. And you'd use technology for that sort of aspect. I think that would be, uh, interesting but um, yeah so here i got i got the the rundown for you real quick very briefly it's going to feature six teams of three pga tour players and a yep. schedule that's 15 regular season matches players will hit full shots into simulators while short game shots will take place in front of fans in a new arena built on the campus of palm beach states matches are expected to be about two hours um and it will so, be every monday yeah that's so an little- interesting idea yeah, but I th- see how that translates. I think that's how you need to do it because their drives yeah. go too far. You can't contain it, and you want everyone to be able to see it so they don't have to walk all around the course. So I think it'll probably be similar to like a top golf um, like setup where you probably have they're probably on the bottom, uh, yeah. the, the players, and then you have tiers of people behind them that are able to view what's going on and they're behind the players so you don't have to worry about not that they would but like a ball going sideways or or things like that you know you could contain everyone also near the concessions the restrooms things yeah i'm very curious to see the actual structure i think it's going to be very unique looking 
Yeah, no, I do too. I uh I really want to get down to um one of his pop stroke locations in Florida. Dude, Dude. yes. I, are they are they in other areas besides Florida? Do you know? You yeah, know I think Google? so. But they're all in like warm weather areas because I think like it's like they're real greens. I, I maybe I'm wrong that they're. I, I, for some reason, I want to say there's got to be some in like Arizona. Yeah, um, Arizona's warm though, dude. Well, no, no, I'm just saying like outside of Florida. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know enough about this um, to answer your question. It looks like right now they're just in Florida based off my very, very brief research, but um, I would love to go to one of those, dude. Yeah, they look so sick. I, uh, when, so <clears throat> when going down to Georgia, going to be golfing at this place on Lake Oconee, um, most likely. And dude, it's only like 20 minutes from the kingdom, the tailor-made kingdom. Oh, no way. And I was like, well, that'd be cool to go. But it's like, well, I'm not really going to go get fitted, like pay $500 to go get fitted there. So there's really no right. point going there. And it's just like a, a big driving range and a big facility. It's not like there's really anything else to do there. Um, so that actually will not be on the list of destinations where we will be going. You will um, not be taking. When are you going there? To Georgia? Yeah. For the Masters. Wait, did you say the, the kingdom? Yeah, the Taylor made kingdoms in California. Well, maybe they got two of them. Oh, maybe they do. I don't know. Um, yeah, Taylor. I've made always wanted to go in Greensboro, Georgia. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That's kind of how Titleist, because Titleist has their place in Massachusetts, but they also have California. But Red like, dude, I feel like every golf company has like a Carlsbad, California location. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. As like their main hub. Um, uh, dude, when I was in Texas, we drove past a Callaway. It must have been just like a like a distribution warehouse. I've never seen a larger building than this Callaway distribution center, dude. It was prop like the building itself may have been about half a mile long, if not more. Like, it was huge. Jesus. I was like, there's just got to be a ton of fucking golf clubs in there. Dude, yeah, for real. I mean, I always think that driving up on uh, 91, whenever I pass those huge Amazon out, um, warehouses. Oh, so that's what I compared it to. It was probably four times the size of that. Yeah, it's crazy. It was, it was massive, dude. Fucking huge. Um, yeah, a lot of things going on in the golf world, man. A lot of things. Fantasy golf coming up. Live golf. The TGL. <clears throat> the TGL is like another year out. That happens like next year. I think that starts. Yeah, twenty. Uh, yeah, but that'll that'll be interesting. No, I um, I can't. I just can't wait to golf. So, dude, you were able to play. Like, talk to me about it. How how are how yeah. are the how was how are the greens? How are the fairways? How was your score? So the I'd love you to played tell you, with. I'd love to tell you about my round of golf. So I played um so we played Saturday. The wedding was on Saturday at like five o'clock. So me and Julia's sister's boyfriend, John, got out to play 18. We went to this golf course called Lake Park 
we were looking around for places to play. We didn't book a tea time until like Friday night because we weren't sure who was going to want to play or who could play. So we were just kind of like waiting and not a ton of tea times remained. And a lot of the places were like expense, like 150 bucks to go play. But this place was 50. So I'm like, oh, fuck it. We'll go. Um, Lake Park Golf Course is like a local municipal course. It was typical Texas golf, just flat as could fucking be. You could see the entire golf course, like pretty much no matter where you were on the golf course. Not extremely literally, but pretty close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cold as shit. Mm. It was like between 40 and 45 and windy. It started raining on the second hole. Rained for about two holes, stopped, started raining again, like six holes in, which like I say 40 to 45, like normally I, I'm playing in that, but I'm traveling to Texas. I don't have proper attire packs necessarily. And I definitely didn't have it at the golf course with me. I'm just wearing like, you know, like golf pants that are kind of like dry fit material, uh, a polo. And, you know, the, the like the original life in the rough pullovers we got that like the front is kind of like not heavy, but like thicker material, but the rest is just like the super thin dry oh, yeah. material. Yep. Like I was just wearing that and just like a, a regular hat. So um, it was fucking freezing. I shot one over on the front. I was playing well, like I was feeling really good, Oof. but then by the back, my hand, like I literally, like I was like shivering, like my teeth were chattering. I could barely feel my hands. I started fucking up on the back um but it was fun man and we played like a shorter course it was a par 70 um we played from the whites we were paired up with these two guys fabrizio and frank who um not really regular or one of the guys seemed like a regular golfer one guy said he hadn't played in years and it showed um john Ooh. plays like a handful of times a year so he, like, he was fine to play wherever i'm like let's just they said they were gonna play the whites I'm like, we'll just play the whites like i don't really care like i'm getting out playing in january in texas i'll play from whatever tees i care about now it's probably 5700 par 70 from the whites now um what what's going on in texas these days are, are people allowed to be logging handicaps or oh yeah i logged is, my score that's that is that's sick yeah shot a i logged a a nine over 79 and i think it was like uh it was like an adjusted 12 or so, like 12 yeah. handi- so it didn't even affect my handicap but dude i was pissed because i was playing like i was obviously i mean i was playing well i had two birdies on the front uh three bogeys i lipped out not wouldn't say i lipped out i like just missed an eagle putt i drove a green on a par four put it to like 20 feet and just missed the putt made the comebacker for bird um Damn. Yeah, birdied, birdied the second hole. I lipped out a birdie putt on the first hole. I was like, God damn, like I'm, I'm feeling good. Like the course itself, like I said, it was flat. It was short. Not a lot of trees. It was a course that I felt like, like I literally felt like I could have shot even par on that course and had it, and not have it be like my best round of my life. If that makes, you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like it so wasn't a difficult golf course. Was there rough or was it just kind of just like, dude, short no. grass like the grass was dead. Like it's, it's January and I got Texas. you. Like so no matter it was where... a different color, but it wasn't a different length necessarily. Yeah, no, I, I, I follow you. So, um, and there weren't like really any trees. So like, say you, you, you poked one, but you're offline 40 yards to the right or left. You're just, it, you're just at a different angle to the green. It's not like. Hundred percent. That's yeah, like exactly that's cool. what. That's exactly cool. Right. Hey, man, so listen, it was, a, it was a perfect course to go play, like in the middle of January, <clears> like <throat> when like your game's not sharp and you just want to like go. Like you could pretty much spray it wherever you, not on every hole, but for the most part, you could spray it wherever you want. But either way, I was playing like 
on the front nine, I hit seven greens. Like I was, I was striking the ball well, and well, then the cold, the cold and, really just got yeah, to me. Like, and it, let's be honest here: did you have like anything, anything more than like a eight iron on any of these second shots? Mm, no, not really. I'm trying to think. Life's tough. Life's tough. Um, but I mean, like. Right. I mean, I fucking bomb it, dude. Like, how often do I really have more than Nate Iron in anyway? You know? I hear you, but you I'm know, kidding. <laughs> like, you know. No, you no, you're you're hundred percent right. I um but like even like the par threes and shit. Like I was I was hitting the green. Like I was I was striking the ball well. Like I felt good about how I was playing. Like it's not like I was spraying into one fairway and hitting back over to the green or anything. Like I was like I was playing golf on the front. Like I, I was feeling good about the game. Um it was just the cold, man. It, it was, I was freezing. Like, I almost wanted to just not play the back. It was that, I felt that cold. <laughs> Damn. Which is weird. I wasn't expecting that in Texas. I mean, I, uh, I'm pretty sure, granted, yeah, I'm pretty sure I always have a couple hand warmers in my bag. Uh, granted, nothing you want to hear after you were cold. Uh, does you no good. Um I considered stopping by the pro shop to see if they had them, but I was just, I was trying to power through. I was also, dude, the guy Frank we were playing with, like the guy Frank we were playing with, just not a good golfer. Like I said, he hadn't played in a few years. He, every single shot took 30 to 45 seconds to play a shot. No, Like was, was like lining up his ball. His buddy he was playing with was like walking over and like talking, like talking through a shot with him, like talking about like what he wanted to do. Even his putts, dude, like he was marking every single putt, lining up every oh, no. single putt. Like oh, no. I'm like, Frank, let's fucking go. So like I'm literally like every green, I felt like I'm just sitting there. I started like just pacing around because I was trying to keep my body moving and I was ready to fucking kill. Like one of the nicest guys ever, too. Yeah, but well, you know, him, Brian. Nice. you have no idea. No one gives a shit if you're nice if you got no pop. If you're taking exactly. forever, you get it. Yeah, yeah. It, come on, move up to the tee box and move the fuck along. Let's keep it rolling, Frank. Hundred percent. I was I was not thrilled oh. with Frank's pop. His 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 boy Fabrizio is moving a little bit quicker, which I appreciated. But me and me and John, you you know me, I grip it and rip it, and John's John's the same way, which I That's really right. appreciate. That's- I yeah. love that. Love the love the pop yeah. down there. Um, um, were you guys riding or walking? Oh, we rode. Love that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, if I'm not, if I don't have my push card on me, I'm not going to no, travel. You know, I agree. Like, on vacation, I'm not going to. I'm not. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. It's like if I'm on vacation, I'm going to ride. Could you imagine? Like, yeah, I'm just, I, uh, I got to go check my uh, golf clubs. Got to check my push cart. Got to check my like. Come on, no one's going right. on vacation. Right. Um. If maybe yeah, if I had like a lighter weight bag, if I had like a lighter carry bag, maybe I would depend. Like I, it would have been a super easy course to walk. Like it's a short course and super flat. Like it wouldn't have been. A, it actually would have helped. Probably would have shot the round of my life. Yeah, well, if I had walked, I would have stayed warm. But um, no, I want to get a smaller. I I, I want to get a smaller um carry bag. I don't have any carry bags actually, but I want to bring one for um just vacation purposes. Like um and going to. You know, courses where you have a caddy, where the caddy's going to switch out your golf bag anyways. Um, they're not going to lug around my big fucking golf bag. So yeah. I'd rather just uh, have something a little bit smaller, maybe something a little bit easier to travel with. I do know that my set of clubs already fits in my travel case. 
So it's not like a big issue, but I don't know. I just like something um, maybe a little smaller if I needed it. And that's what Courtney would probably be like, Brian, you'd use this like maybe once a year, maybe once every like other year. And I'd be like, yeah, honey. But when I needed it, I'd have it. Probably waste room. Yeah, take up I space agree. And- it would be nice to almost have like a small, like a Sunday bag and just like go play. Like uh, Pat Tats has like a Sunday bag and like he'll occasionally just like bring like half a set kind of and just like come play and like walk and carry. It would almost be nice to like have that for like shorter courses or something like that. But I agree it, for travel purposes. I've never run into a situation where I've never played at a course other than Beth Page that even had caddies. Um, yeah, and that's not a course I would get a caddy at. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I've only only you probably uh, played two or three, right? Didn't you no. say like on your honeymoon you played one, and then oh yeah, with caddies. Um, yeah, well, every time out of the country, um, and you'll probably notice this as well if if you guys go out of the country for your honeymoon. Um, every place I've played in, uh, in St. Lucia, in the Dominican, um, they, because of like, they don't have like sophisticated websites and shit. So like you have to know locally, like how to book tea times or for the tourists, you go through the hotel. So they, it's not like, they might tell you it's relatively cheap, but then they literally expect, you know. 100 bucks for a tip or something yeah so yeah i yeah. mean i gave the guy like 35 bucks and i dude i wasn't even thinking like yeah call me cheap whatever fuck i i didn't realize like i was in my early 20s i didn't realize it we got to the course and i was like wait i'm supposed to have cat i was like dude i i could do i have a machine like i could swipe i got i got credit but right it's, it's like, take, i'm an all-inclusive why do i have cash on me right? if you want me to transfer from my savings and my checkings like it's gonna take two to three days and i, I you know yeah, I like just, brother you got venmo yeah like <laughs> let up? me hit you with the venmo right um so they have you go with caddies um everywhere there i think one of the reasons is um well the course i played with the greens were definitely all difficult um but you you're not going to have any familiarity with the course right no shot you're away at a resort like in the middle of the fucking nowhere um so yeah you have caddies um so i've had a caddy on four occasions um but i've only like walking only allowed on a course um twice hudson and where blackfoot Uh, i mean uh, beth page Oh, I thought you were saying walking only that you had a caddy. Walking only that I had a caddy would have been, yeah, at um, Hudson. Hudson National. Did you end up playing Hudson this year too? Did Jack get? No, did we didn't. Play? We we didn't get to. I mean, with with paying playing Beth Page and then squeezing in TPC, like, yeah, it just the, oh, what a tough life we live. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, don't get. Yeah. Hey, and you and Jack even pulled off a couple other nice courses that you guys got to play. Um, it's just you know the the days are are limited. Uh, you know, yeah, you, you take off a couple days here and there for for scrambles. You take a couple days off here. Like the days run out real quick after a couple vacations, a golf trip. Yep. Uh, you know, um, so so it's tough. But um, while we're talking about that, I will say if there's one course I would like to get you to come play, it's the course that Jack and I met up at towards the end of the year, Links at Union Vale. That that's one of my favorite courses I've ever been on. Yeah, I, I, I think I, you would I, like it. It's really cool. 
I expect nothing less from you, you know, wanting to, uh, you know, get me on, on out on a course on a course you're familiar with to. Uh, hey, you know, I'll play a course that I've never played before against you. Where do you want to play? I want to play in Springfield, Illinois. OK. I'm kidding. I don't want to go. I've never. never. I don't want to go to any code. Springfield like there's a sure. bunch of them. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's you're not going to convince me any of them are good. I I can't. I wonder if there's a course in, or I'm sure there's courses in Connecticut that you play that I haven't. Because I feel like we've played a lot of the same courses, but Birch Plains. I bet I have a lot more courses that you haven't played. Definitely, you've just played because, fucking twenty yeah. this year. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, you live in another state. Like, way to be a cheater, right. cheater, pumpkin eater, pumpkin eaters. Um. Yeah, we need to get back there. And obviously we got to play the ranch again. The ranch is just a fucking gem. Yeah, no. I mean, this year the content's going to be sick with the drone. Um, I think what what we're going to want to have too, Kev, is get one of those attachments to get a microphone on the drone because there's no sound. I mean, granted, when you're flying, it would just be like... But yeah, there's no... I would put a microphone the green, on the drone. It would, like, you'll be able to hear like the swing you'll be able to hear the ball landing on the green unless I, I don't have the production value to put those sounds in in the background that's all i'm saying oh i see what you're saying yeah uh i think you need to get separate audio to to splice into it because i think like you said like if you had like all you're going to pick up is the sound of the drone flying if there's a microphone attached to it you know well, I mean, it's it's could be wrong. It's an attachment that the company who sells the drone. Made. Oh, so, they I mean, sell an attachment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, I've got to assume that it blocks out the the hovering sound because otherwise, like, oh, cool, here's a product, and you'll just hear. Ugh. Right. Yeah. So, Interesting. Um. Yeah. It's a consideration. Listen. Huh? It's a yeah. consideration. Listen, for man, sure. We've got options. So yeah, the drone footage is going to be sick. We're going to get some great content this year. Um, I can't wait. So last year I played maybe like 25 times. Um, I yeah. hope to, I hope to, you know, get out more like you did uh, last year. I already signed up for the black ledge men's club. Uh, fuck yeah. For, I mean, listen, it's to get preferred tea times to get like, it's 130 bucks to join, but like, you know, part of that is your handicap, and then the rest of it goes towards you know putting on other prizes and year long prizes and things like that. Um, yeah, but being able to like get guaranteed tea times, the free golf between like five and or after like six or whatever the fuck time it is on Mondays and Fridays. Um, and I don't care about saying it because it's there's a waiting list of like 60 people, so unfortunately, like you had to sign up like right away because. You just want to claim that spot. So, you know, it, you only have to play in five events to keep your your PGA Tour card, um, essentially. Your, keep your membership. Your your BLMC. Yeah. Um, and How do you like Blackledge Men's Club compared to Stanley Men's Club? So. Aside, like distance aside, like just like in a vacuum, like comparing one to the other, which one would you say you enjoy more? So. And also. Sorry, not to cut you off again. I'm not talking about like, oh, like you, Jack, and I played in Stanley, so like we always played together. Like just like just like the oh, men's clubs themselves. Oh, like what what would you say? Then I would say Blackledge easily. Okay, it, it for like the for 
and this is no offense to the people that I've met this year in the men's club or last year and like got, or yeah, I was only in it one year, but played in events with that has nothing to go against them. I had the most fun golfing with you guys at, at Stanley in the men's club. It was just so yeah. like having three guys in a foursome, like that it's awesome. Oh, Even yeah. with the like five hour rounds, which would, which were miserable. Um, right. But I think I just enjoy Blackledge more because it's two eight teams. I understand that Stanley's mm. three nines, and there are events. I'm pretty sure that you'll go and play the blue side, or um, like maybe I, there was but, one. That was my biggest issue with it. It's like, why don't we rotate this a little bit? Well, I think they do it, and don't let me get off track here. I'll just say this real quick. I think they do it so they can keep throwing out nine. Um, People that want to play nine during no, the that's, club. that's exactly why they do it. But why don't they just rotate what the nine hole course is, you know? Oh, no, exactly. Because, right. And yes, no, I completely agree. Yeah. So having the two eighteens to to decide from is huge. And they have a tournament every Saturday and Sunday. So yeah. it whereas at Stanley, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it has been a few years, I'm pretty sure all their events were just on Sundays. Yeah, I think you're right. Except um, for at, like club championships and like the, right. the random things that were two day events, which was like, okay, well, yeah, it's on Saturday, but I have to get away for Sunday now too. So like, yeah, at Beth page too, if or not Blackledge, um, it's Saturday and Sunday. So is Saturday one of the courses and Sunday the other course? You can also kind yeah. of pick what course you want to play. Right, right. That's cool. Yeah, that that's awesome. Um, I like that. I can, I can, I forgot about that aspect <laughs> of it. Yeah, they're they're all different formats. Um, I, I will say, like, the one thing that did kind of suck for me, um, some events, I, like, I was able to play in a good amount of two-man events with, like, my buddy Mike or my buddy Dan um, mm-hmm. that were in it. But for the rest of them, like, we only had, it was only three of us. So, like, for a four-man event, like, we're getting whoever doesn't have any fucking friends. And, like, and right. I'm not, like, I'm just, a spade a spade. Listen, and that's me. Like I'm signing up as a single, like getting thrown onto people's teams. Maybe they look at me like this guy sucks, but for the most part, excuse me, the people that have not a full team are guys that are in the men's club that are just like, oh, I'm just trying to get out here. Like, I don't really care what I shoot. And that's not right. the case for every time. Cause I've definitely gotten paired up with some guys that are really good and that really care and, and things like that. But I've also gotten paired up with some guys that like, I'm looking at him and I'm like, did, like there are definitely some guys that a little different than Stanley. Like they might just, if the ball's like one inch from the hole, they might just pick it up. Like yeah. tapping it in. And right. when it's for like fucking 10, I'm not going to be like, I'm not signing your scorecard. Most of the time I'll just tell the other person I'm with, like, yo, go sign their scorecard. But right. it's just like one of those things like, listen, I'm not going to make, like cause a situation out on a golf course when this guy just like quadruple bogey to hole like who it it was gonna fucking go in like uh, so so things like that are just a little bit unfortunate like in there are a lot of group events um they're also like every one of them is also sick like you can pay the skins to like just play your own ball 
So like mm. that was beneficial and it's not just pro shop credit. You can use it at Chris Cody's or for range balls or for yeah. pins or for simulator time. So like, That's cool. it's a bunch of different stuff. Whereas just pro shop credit from Stanley, it, like that's super limited. Like I get that how right. would order something for you online if you really wanted, but yeah. like, that definitely is a bit going above and beyond. I'm sure. Well, that- like it would be nice if you could use it like you like for range balls or like even just like towards a round, you know, like, <laughs> Yeah. Although I do think at Stanley, I'd be willing to bet the course is well, it's, the course by is the city. owned by one right, and the pro yeah. shop is right. It, it, that's exactly how it is. And I yeah. know that well. Similar like Shenacasa, owned by the town of Groton. I when I was trying to get a logo ball, they bring me up. I was like, "Oh, can you throw a logo ball in there?" He's like, "Yeah, two bucks." And I was like, "I literally have no cash. Like, can you just put it on the." <laughs> and he's like, right. no, "I can't." Because the that money goes towards the town and this money goes towards the shop who's owned by somebody else. And I was like, awesome. So I go to the vending machine. I swiped it three fucking times. I blew on it. I went, ah, still didn't work. Yeah, she was the old N64. Dude, I, uh, the waitress was like, what's so wrong? The bartender, she's like, what's wrong? I was like, this bullshit. She, I tell her the story. She's like, oh, fuck those guys. She literally takes $2 out of her tip cup and hands it to me. She's like, go get your golf ball. I just threw it onto the onto my right. check, but she was like, yeah. "No, they're such assholes in there. Don't even worry about." It. And that, I, I love the people in there, but like, just something so petty, like two bucks. Wow. Like, so I get what you're saying about different entities, um, and the, where the money goes, and that definitely makes sense. But so getting back to it, I guess overall, I would just say, um, Blackledge with because of the flexibility, um, you know, Saturdays and Sundays, two different courses, yeah. Um, but one of the downfalls is like there are a lot of team events. There are a lot of single events too, but like there are a lot of team events. And if you don't have someone like if this year, I think it will be a lot better because it'll be our second year in, it, you know, now if it's three of us, maybe we'll get, well, probably not because it's going to be filled up, but like we'll probably get closer with somebody the second time around, something like that. So yeah, you know, we just grow from here, but uh it, it's definitely it can be tough to like get paired up with people because most of the time for me i'm just the extra single so people will take my number and they're like oh we'll text you if we need someone and right you know if i'm playing already then no you only have one spot then no i can't play and then other times it's then like, they're not going to text you again anyway right so and, or yeah. and that's kind of what's happened um um or they'll text me and be like oh we're playing at noon tomorrow i'm like yeah no shot yeah it. no <laughs> No, no zero no zero <laughs> no thanks unbelievable unbelievable that's awesome man i still i still wish there was shit like that up at uh up in the albany area but unfortunately it is not so i think i'm gonna be back at town of colony i don't i don't think i'm gonna play as much golf this year as i did last year just because i think that's gonna be physically impossible for me to do um and also like i'm i got I'm busy man i got the wedding coming up we got other shit going i'll be gone for two weeks for the honeymoon and I don't know. Well, we're going to see what's going on, but um, either way, we're getting closer to the season. Hopefully the snow fucking melts and we can, uh, we're getting closer to logging scores, man. That's what I care about. Dude. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This has been life in the rough, the podcast. See you next week. See you. Peace.